Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. It's up to us to challenge ourselves again and again. And if we are winning, that's actually when it becomes the hardest because you're not in a battle, in a fierce battle against another competitor. You're actually in a fierce battle within yourself. Now your guides through the media morphosis. Noted communications second generation broadcaster and media strategist, David Martin, and author of the book Brand With, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, the only podcast dedicated to reimagining radio and episodes of about 15 minutes. Whether we know it or not, every radio station hosts and even manager has a brand. And we all have access to bandwidth. Here's the trick, making the most of opportunities that present themselves. We call that brandwidth. And this time, a winning major market PD who gets that just because it's no longer just about broadcasting doesn't mean it's not all about radio, because it is. The career of our guest star has been synonymous with hit music. From an internship at Cox Orlando, undeniable interest, intellect, positivity, and skills quickly advanced her to director of marketing and promotion for the cluster's 95.3 party. Later, as acting PD, she oversaw the format evolution to powering 95.3, taking the station to number one. Next stop, New York, where she joined Emmis as APD of Hot 97 and later PD of KISS FM. From there, more power as PD of Power 96 in Miami before heading to Boston and greater media startup Hot 96.9. Now she's back in Miami and back at Cox as Director of Branding and Programming for Hits 97.3 and 99 Jams. Brand with On Demand is honored to welcome Jill Strada. Thank you so much. What an intro. I love it. Can I bring you everywhere I go so you can just introduce me to everybody like that? Ah, Anytime, (laughs) anywhere, Jill. (laughs) I love it. So you've been involved with some really dominant radio stations with top-tier companies. Are there any common threads that you're seeing among consistently strong companies and their stations? I think one consistent thing I've kind of looked back on in my career has been the companies I've worked for. And it starts with their, I guess, their mission and their and the way that they value their employees. And each company had a sense of focus on employees. Uh, our, our mantra here is that we, I mean, we work hard, play hard. That's one mantra. But we compete with our products and we win with our people. And Cox Media Group is just one of the best in the business when it comes to focusing on their talent, developing their team, and and taking things to the next level. And so, again, all of the companies, I feel, have that same value system. And I've just been lucky to work with some really amazing companies along the way. Jill, from across the street, you probably also witnessed some station brands that are not seriously performing up to their potential. Is there one thing you see in them that's missing? Sometimes when we reach certain levels of success with our brands, there becomes a complacency. And I think that if you are at a brand, you're a programmer or any, you know, in any aspect, you're, you're the market manager, or the, the marketing person on your talent, whatever that may be, it's up to us to challenge ourselves again and again. And if we are winning, that's actually when it becomes the hardest because you're not in a battle, in a fierce battle against another competitor. You're actually in a fierce battle within yourself. And I've seen other stations and I've been a part of stations that have fallen into that trap. That's one of those things that if we remain conscious of that complacency, is it's almost like that's our biggest challenger. And if we are able to find ways to just 
take our brands, our the talent that you know makes our brands number one in all areas of the radio station, from you know sales to programming to marketing and so on, if we can encourage each other and rise to new levels, that's when I think we just continuously have success. And I have seen others that just kind of get fall into that trap. So with stations like Party Hits, Jams, Power, obviously you're working with younger, skewing audiences. What do you feel is most important to keep radio relevant to those listeners today? Uh, I think being in front of what's next is always the biggest challenge because it's the unknown. What what do we not know? What do we know uh, when it comes to what listeners in those younger demos are going to be excited about? So social media obviously is a great example of before when it wasn't so popular and then it became and it, it exploded, right? So you mm-hmm. have Facebook was, was first in and, you know, and then now Facebook is kind of the, uh, okay, that's like, I mean, really like a MySpace, I guess, if you go way back. But so what do we do next? You know, Snapchat's very popular right now. So to this demographic, it's where are they right now? We mm-hmm. should definitely be there. But more importantly, where are they going to be? And that's, I don't have all those answers. I think that we just can guesstimate and, and really just be in the culture of our brands, whatever that demographic may be. But just really being in, in that culture. I mean, as we know, with radio, it's such a personal thing. I, I look at it that way. I look at radio as we're invited into the lives of our listeners in whatever aspect that means. So as it's grown, people are listening maybe more on their phones than they are, uh, you know, elsewhere, you know, for example, wherever they're at, if we can be there and we can continue to just have that intimate conversation with them, I think radio will always win. You know, we'll always be a competitor in this media world. And I know that sometimes we start having those conversations about competition. And when Pandora first came out, mm-hmm. uh, how people are consuming music is right. it's, it's just out there, you know, so we, we just have to challenge ourselves to be where they are continue to have that intimate relationship that we have with our listeners in our markets and and just know what's important to them and stay on top of that. For the stations I have right now, we dominate in 1834, but also 2554. And that's, there's a balance in that and and having those uh, successful ratings. But, you know, just knowing, again, who you're talking to and and, and having that uh, relationship that they allow us to, you know, be a part of their life. Jill, for those who may be new to coaching big-time air talent, what have you discovered as some of the do's and don'ts of working with more established on-air pros? You know, I think that with any on-air talent, and I would say, you know, I've worked from the greenest of green to the most experienced in the game. And I just, one, I think you have to just really hone in on on what makes them tick. Everybody has their own their own talent and their own, they're coming to the table with their own experiences and, and then their own challenges. So the most successful tenured on-air personality needs that same time and focus and energy, as does a younger person in the game. However, it's just a different conversation. You know, somebody that may have had experiences, it's almost, it could be challenging even more so to change those views or those thoughts. You know, if you take it back to when PPM launched, I was at Hot 97 at that time and amazing on-air talent and KISS FM, same thing, you know, a a heritage radio station with amazing on-air talent that's that's had tenure in, in the business for so long, but it's going through it with them, teaching them what we're learning, keeping them up to date with 
change, like, you know, going from diary to PPM. So I think for me, transparency and just openness has always worked because I don't know what I don't know. And, you know, I'm learning them just like they're learning me. And and just, I guess, no matter what, if they're young in the game or, or they've been in for a while, I'm their biggest advocate and I coach them. I look at them like, you know, I want to take them to next levels that they don't see themselves even at yet. So when I typically first meet my on-air talent, the team, if I'm at a new place, I'm always asking questions about, you know, what their goals are and and what their experience has been and, and so on and so forth. And whether I say it in that meeting immediately or they just learn it, you know, eventually as our relationship grows, my personal goal as a coach and leader is to just, again, take them beyond levels that they thought that they would be able to see. It all comes down to respecting them as individuals, doesn't it? 100%. You know, talent, any talent, talent, they have their insecurities and and sometimes they don't feel like they're in a safe place to expose those insecurities because they're supposed to be on top of it all the time. And I think that when you have respect and you have trust, those two things will go a long way with your relationship with talent, the coaching opportunities, when you have to give them the hard news, you know, it's kind of, they can understand it and take it in a different way than, than if they feel attacked or, you know, and, and get in a defensive space. Amen. So fo- <laughs> following up on your part about newer and maybe even younger performers, what traits do you look for when you're evaluating new and up and coming talent? So I'm going to tell you guys, I am now become the queen in my mind, the queen queen of new, no-name talent that's bringing them in and opening up arms wide. I really look at just potential. You know, I laugh with some of them now who I've, I've done this with, but they come to the table and they really don't sound good. But you just, it, you know, I think that's part of our job. You know, you have to listen for that potential. And if they have it or you can see where you can mold it, there's certain traits. There's just, you know, that balance of art and science, quite frankly, it's the gut. It's the, it's not, nah, I think I can take this person to this level. And so far, you know, I've just seen a lot of success in doing that with very brand new talent just i'm not afraid to bring them in i just feel like if they have the potential i'll take the time to coach them into their next level of of their career in radio we are with the amazing jill strada director of branding and programming at cox miami is there somebody you'd like to hear from we'd love to hear from you just email us at show at brandwithondemand.com. We do appreciate your spreading the word about this podcast. And to make it even easier for your friends, just have them text the word reimagine, no hyphen, just reimagine to 44222. That's the word reimagine to 44222. Coming up, one of America's top major market PDs, Jill Strada, shares things she knows now that she really wishes she'd known way back then. Exploring media evolution in real time. Brandwith On Demand. The Radio Geek's favorite publisher, Eckhart's Press, has a few new titles worthy of your consideration. The Hall of Fame edition of Records Truly Is My Middle Name by John Records Landecker. Doing the Cruise by legendary rock jock Mitch Michaels. And Turn It Up, American Radio Tales, 1946 to 1996 by Bob Shannon. Don't forget Kipper McGee's original Brandwith book, the foundation for this podcast. EckhartsPress.com. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brandwood on demand. The star of our show today, Jill Strada, Director of Branding and Programming for Cox Miami. 
She also, after working in markets like Boston, New York, and now Miami, what's one thing that you know now that you really wish you could tell yourself way back when you were in Orlando the first time? Oh, wow. You know, I think the first thing that comes to mind as you say that is just enjoy the ride. I think uh, I think that I've had so much uh, opportunity for amazing experiences in my career so far and working with amazing people um, and just watching careers of, you know, my, my team as well as my brands, as well as the artists that we're you know, supporting, just watching it all grow. And it's just it's saying, you know what, just just live in that moment enjoy the ride because it's going to be it's going to be a great one that's i think what i would have told myself in the beginning <laughs> so jill now that you are undisputedly one of the top women in broadcasting is there maybe something you'd like to share with younger women who might be wanting to follow in your footsteps? I've had several conversations with women in regards to what's happening now and, you know, in the Me Too campaigns and, and things like that. You know, it's a hard business as any business, you know, in, in some capacity for women at times. I think for me, I didn't go through life looking at that perspective. I mean, there's challenges and there's things like that, but I think that men have their challenges, women have our challenges. Certainly, you know, what's happened in the acting world and people doing some really obscene things, that's that's obviously just not okay. But when it comes to opportunities and, and it comes to your own career path, I just say, take the bull by its horns. I mean, really just do what you can do and, and don't let anything stop you. And that's, I think, for whatever reason, when I started, that's exactly how I looked at my life, my career. I just felt like if this person, whether it be man or woman, could do it, I could do that. You know, I can go to this and take this next step in my career. I can achieve these things or I can learn this thing and, and, and just continue to grow. And so I never really felt like anything was going to stop me. And I, and I think as a woman in the industry, you know, sometimes we have different challenges, but I would just say stay focused on what their true goal is, because we're all capable of so many amazing things and greatness in, in our lifetime, uh, in our career, that I wouldn't let anybody stop me with, with anything other than my fight and my go ahead. And, and nobody would be able to tell me that I couldn't do it. Our thanks to the superstar, Jill Strada. She is terrific. Lots of links, including videos of Jill's stations in action, plus the expanded play of this interview, are all available at brandwithondemand.com. Next time, Brand With On Demand talks with a broadcaster whose audience is ready for online media, but the management isn't. What to do? Oh, what to do? We'll find out. That's a wrap, Kipper. Here's the truth that will make your messaging way more effective. Repetition is learning. We'll talk about it in the one-minute Martinizing. Find it at the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. I'm Dave Martin. And I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wise. Reuse or redistribution of brand with on demand without the express written consent of the producers is greatly appreciated. While you're at it, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and rate us in the iTunes store or wherever you get your podcast. Your feedback helps others discover brand with on demand. Not your average quarter hour. Dave Martin and Kipper McGee. Brand with on demand.